0: Welcome to the Daring Designers Club. If you're listening, you are now a member. And listening along to the podcast, you're going to hear all about running a successful, sustainable design business, which doesn't just keep your bank balance happy, but also makes you a happy business owner. We're going to talk portfolios, design process, pricing, clients, admin, marketing, and everything that goes into running a design business as well as mixing in some interviews with design experts who've done it all before. I can't wait to help you with any topic you need a boost with, and if you want to hear more from me, head to at on Instagram or gattoweb.com, where you can find more resources for designers in the form of workshops, blog posts, ebooks, and more. Let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the Daring Designers Club podcast. If you're a new listener over the past four months you might be wondering where I've been and why you haven't seen a new episode for a while. Well I'm just back from my maternity leave because in April I gave birth to my little boy Cooper and then we have had a couple of lovely months together. So I'm now back to work so the podcast will be coming back too. So I just needed a few weeks to get everything together, get back into a routine and figure out what I wanted to do with basically every part of my business. Now I have much less time, but of course the podcast is here to stay and I'm so excited to get back in. I'm going to start back by talking about dream clients, a topic you already know I love and there are a few episodes about it already. Um, The best one to head back and listen to if you haven't already is episode 15, which is basically just asking you who your dream client is and just to have a think about what that means for your business. And I'm also going all in with the dream client chat over the next few weeks as I'll be running an email challenge with some workshops over in my Facebook group And all of the podcasts and newsletters and content will be focused on dream clients. I basically thought a great way to welcome me back was to get really laser focused on one particular topic, which I am really passionate about, and see if we can make some really positive change in our businesses based on that one topic, instead of flicking between the millions of business things we can talk about, like I usually do on the podcast. Today's episode is comparing our dream clients with our business niche and as I gave you a recommendation for an episode about dream clients to listen to I'll also recommend you head way back to episode four where we chatted about business niches if you want to learn more. So first of all if you haven't listened to that episode what is a niche? Well, basically, put simply, a niche is an area that you specialize in as a designer or in whatever business you are in, which gears you towards working with certain clients or on a certain type of project. It's something that can help you stand out from other designers and help you find the best people to work with. And we usually think of a niche as a certain industry that we work with as well. That's usually the traditional way of thinking about a niche. And in that episode, I talk about whether we actually need a niche and if there's a way we can think about it in a slightly different way. And in this episode, I'm going to really focus in on creating a niche out of your dream client research. Okay, so now we know what a niche is, why is this relevant to our dream clients? Well, if we think about having a niche in traditional terms, like I said, we are saying that we are working with people who give themselves a certain trait. So example, if we are a website designer who works with photographers. We are saying our clients have the trait of being a photographer. And then if we think of finding who our dream clients are, the way I like to do this is by finding their traits too and making those traits identify the people we work with. So you might love a bold 70s design style, don't we all? You might really love working with local businesses who work near where you live. You may only want to work with big established businesses who have a big team and a big office, or you might want to go the other way and only work with solopreneurs or small maker businesses where you're just collaborating with one person who works from a home office. Whatever we find about our dream clients, We're still finding those identifiers or those traits as we are when we assign just an industry, so like a photographer, to our niche, but we're being way more specific and able to get a much clearer picture of who those people are. There's no saying that you can't have an industry as part of your dream clients, but let's just consider these two scenarios. So, number one, let's stick with the example before. You're a website designer who works with photographers. Okay, great. So that gives you focus in that you can make sure your services are related to photography websites. You can also educate yourself on that industry for your clients. And you also know exactly where to market yourself because you can follow photographers, you can find groups for photographers, and your brand and website can focus in on this industry. So does that mean that every inquiry that comes into your inbox from a photographer is a good fit for you? What if they don't like your style? Or what if they want to use a platform you don't use? Or what if their budget doesn't actually match your prices? And then what if someone who wasn't a photographer got in touch with you, who loves your work, fits your style, and wants to pay your prices? Would you then turn them down? Okay, so the next scenario, number two, Again, you're a website designer and you know you love working with photographers because they are creative and they have a really good eye for design usually, but as well as this, you know you want to work with small business owners who work for themselves, you want to focus on UK-based businesses, and you also have a really specific design style which is feminine and elegant. So now you have a list of traits which are really important to you. As soon as someone gets in touch you can see whether their location, their style, their values and their business fits with your dream client profile and straight away you can see if they are a good fit. If you really want to add an industry in there too that's absolutely fine but you aren't just thinking of your niche as the industry, you also have a wider range of identifiers that you are looking for. So actually if you think about it, focusing on your dream client traits instead of focusing in on one industry as your niche is an even better way of niching because you're getting really really specific about who you want to work with, but you aren't cutting yourself off from dream clients who may sit outside of that industry. And again, this isn't to say that you can't have an industry as part of your niche or dream client traits. A great example of this is Chloe Ford. If you listen to our episode a few episodes back, You'll know that Chloe only works with beauty brands, so she can be an expert in this area and because she loves the beauty industry over any other. However, as well as the traits of the business's industry, she also wants to work with people who fit her unique style, who have the budget to pay her prices, and also who have a positive message behind their brand. When we start thinking about our niche as these common traits, which we love in the businesses we work with, then you can get some amazing benefits for your business too. So it helps you cut down the type of people you want to work with and specialize just like an industry niche does, but you are even more of a specialist in a certain area with a certain style or with specific techniques. It gives you projects to work on which are perfect for you and you can attract more and more of these inquiries over to your inbox by making your brand messaging really clear about who you want to work with and making sure your portfolio and body of work is going to draw them in, which by the way creates an amazing snowball effect of brilliant projects. And also it keeps your marketing hyper-focused on this group of people, so it makes thinking about your blog posts or Instagram posts or video content feel a lot easier to create because you've got a really clear idea of who you're creating it for instead of reaching out to a huge range of people. And then even more benefits to using this method instead of the traditional niche, you aren't restricted to only one type of client in one industry, which means you have a great range of work and a wider range of people or brands who will want to work with you who are still dream clients because they fit all the other traits. It allows you to work in your specific design style for every project which is something we really want to happen as designers. You won't be pulled between just working to the client style, whatever that is. You can enjoy being your unique designer self. And it gives you dreamy clients who are great to work with, not just in the right job. You can also pick traits which relate to the clients themselves, such as their organisation skills, their respect for your rates and your work, which I always find makes a really big difference to the enjoyment of the project. So now we thought about one huge benefit of knowing who your dream clients are, I'm sure you're desperate to know a bit more and go and discover this for yourself. Well, of course, I want to give you all of that information. And that is why I've created a five-day email challenge all about dream clients. We're going to talk about why it's so important to know who they are, yes, even more reasons above helping define your niche. We're going to have a task to find who fits into your dream clients and how to tell if someone is a dream client when they get in touch. And then finally, we're going to think about how you can find them and even more importantly, how you can be found by them as well. If you want to sign up for the Find Your Dream Clients challenge, you can do by heading to the show notes or you can follow me over at GataWeb on Instagram for more updates as well as the emails you get with the challenge. I'll also be running daily workshops to go with each email in the Daring Designers Club Facebook community. So if you want access to both the emails and the workshops, you can join the group too by searching on Facebook. I've got some more really exciting things planned for the group and for my email list for the rest of the year so I'd really love for you to sign up and you won't just get the email challenge, you'll get access to all of my newsletters and free resources so yeah head over there to sign up for that. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and giving me a big welcome back. If you want to follow along with me or even get in touch to have a chat just about dream clients or anything else design business, head over to my Instagram, which again is gatoweb and you can also find me at gattoweb.com where I have lots of resources and services just for designers. See you next time.